Greetings, travelers, and welcome to Tales from the Enchanted Forest podcast. I'm Fox, and if you are new here, then I'm happy to have you as we share folk tales, fairy tales, myths, and legends with all of our viewers. Usually this podcast is hosted by Sparrow and myself, but May and June are going to be a wild ride for us, so we decided to alternate solo stories. It was also our podcast anniversary in May, but our attempts at recording the story of the Emperor's New Clothes failed once again, so instead I have chosen a solo story for you guys today to celebrate, and also maybe at some point in the future we will be able to tackle the Emperor's New Clothes, but it's one of those stories that we've tried time and time again to get right. Um, For those of you that don't know, it was our first recorded story that we put out on this podcast that just never got released because it was horrible. Um, So looking forward to that maybe next year or the year after. Instead, I hope you will all be happy to see that I've chosen a story from Afghanistan today. The story itself was retold by Adil Maria with translation from the original Dari text by Sabzikar. It can be found in Kabil's former Ministry of Information and Culture by monthly publication on folktales. And this was volume two, number two to three, published in 1974. I found this story when we were researching variants to the Glass Mountain story. And that was the polar story we did a couple episodes back. There are several very clear links between this story and the princess on the glass hill or princess locked in the tower fairy tale type. And it's no wonder because this magic story is everywhere. So no matter where you look from Rapunzel um, to Greek myths, it's almost impossible not to find a culture or a country that doesn't have their own variant of this. So please do let me know if your country has a popular version. It's really nice to hear these stories retold and see what changes are made. So without further ado, here is the story of the poor prince. Once there was a king with three sons. When the king had reached the end of his life, he called upon his heirs and made a request that after his death they should take turns praying at his grave every night. His sons accepted, and when the king passed the next day, they buried him as was the custom. When night fell, the youngest brother suggested that the elder brother should fulfill the request. But the elder brother refused and turned to the middle brother, who, with no surprises, also rejected the offer. Instead, it was the youngest brother that took the first turn. For two more nights, the elder brothers refused the vigil, and so the youngest brothers sat and prayed for their father's soul. On the third night, there was a ferocious storm, and a giant appeared. It called out, I smell the smell of a human, and wherever you may be, I will eat you. The youngest prince hid behind his father's grave and waited for the giant to approach before jumping out and grabbing the giant by the hair. They say that if you grab a giant's hair, it'll render them powerless. So it surrendered quite quickly and promised on the gem of Solomon that it would not hurt the boy. What happens next mirrors the imagery of the mythical bird, the Simmer, giving Rostam three of her feathers to burn when he needs help. The giant gave the prince three hairs and told him to burn them in case he ever needed help and the giant would appear before him or do its best to send aid. The prince took the hair and soon forgot about the giant. Now, the other two sons were lazy, idle princes and had brought the kingdom to near ruin. The people appointed a new king and the three brothers were dismissed from the palace and from the kingdom. They traveled far until they came to the kingdom with three beautiful princesses. These girls had proclaimed that they would marry only the men that could ride their horses 40 steps up to the tower, beat the drum, and then climb down on their horse to the palace. When they arrived, the two idol princes decided that this could be their way back to fortune. 
and so they decided to take part in the competition. But when they approached the tower, they saw the bodies of suitors strewn about, and they quickly changed their minds. The king had decreed that any suitor who failed the task would be strung and hung. Not very inviting. The young prince begged his brothers to give him a chance to compete as well, but they just laughed at him. Without a horse and fine clothes, the king would never let him take part, so he decided to take matters into his own hands. The next day, when his brothers left to go to watch the fights, he burned one of the giant's hairs and was surprised to see that in front of him a magical horse had appeared with beautiful clothes on its back. Moving quickly, he threw everything on, jumped on the horse, and hurriedly completed the first task. On his way down, he rushed through so no one could catch a glimpse of him, not even his brothers who were watching from the crowd. By the time his brothers got home, he was back in his old clothes and sitting by the fireplace. He asked them how the day went, and they responded that something odd had happened. A prince had appeared and completed the task in record time, but he didn't stick around to claim his prize, or his bride. Smiling to himself, the young prince once again asked his brothers to please give him a shot as well, but they laughed once more. How could their young filthy brother have any shot when they, themselves, the superior brothers, had failed? So again the next day, when the two older brothers left to go watch the suitors, the young brother pulled another hair out and burned it. This time, a beautiful brown horse appeared with even more magnificent clothing on its back. And once again, the young brother threw them on, completed the task, and hurried away before anyone could recognize him. This time when the brothers came home, they were furious. Once again, another prince had appeared, completed the task, and left. What was the point if they weren't going to claim the princesses? Everyone was confused. Everyone except for the young prince. For the third and last time, he begged his brothers. He cried out and said, please give me a shot. But again, they laughed and went about their way. The third day, he burnt his last hair, took the last horse, and rode up the 40 steps. At the top of the tower, he beat the drum and then rode back down, but instead of disappearing like he did before, he rode up to his brothers. And in shock, they realized it was their poor young brother, the one they had refused over and over again from taking part. To say they were ashamed is being quite generous. Red-faced and sorry-eyed, two brothers looked down at the ground and begged for forgiveness. Their younger brother was generous, and so he told them the story starting with the giant all the way to the end, and then he forgave them. The three brothers rode to the palace and saw the king, where he joyously married them off to his three princesses. And the three brothers built their own castles and lived happily ever after. And the text ends with, God accepted their wishes, may he also accept ours. So, dear travelers, that is the story of the poor prince. I always feel like characters like this, they have such a hard time because they're too kind to almost a fault. Specifically, you can see this with Cinderella. People hate the character of Cinderella to an almost insane point because they think that she just has nothing to bring besides kindness. And it is true, characters like this are quite controversial just because they accept mistreatment over and over and over again, and then at the end they forgive, which... It's kind of hard to believe that someone can let their father's legacy be ruined, they can let themselves be turned into destitution, they can, you know, have their brothers mistreat them over and over again. At the end of the day, they decide to let it happen and, in fact, reward their brothers in this case where he lets his brothers claim the other two princesses. There are, I guess, a lot of stories that deal with revenge and retribution and this just isn't one of them. This is just one of those stories where everyone kind of gets along at the end and they realize their mistakes, which is fine. 
Um, not my favorite types of stories, to be honest, but it is a story from Afghanistan, and I thought it was an interesting take on the princess on the hill, where we see the focus less on the princesses in the actual tower, but more so as it just a suitor's contest, like it was in the Polish fairy tale. And with that, travelers, I will be wishing you guys a happy, happy, happy Wednesday. And of course, I am missing Sparrow a little bit, but I'm hoping that these solo stories are a little bit quicker, they're a little bit more fun to listen to in the short term, and we will be back probably in July with some more duo episodes once we have gone over this little patch of craziness. Remember, you can always see the show notes and the original publications on our website at talesfromenchantedforest.com. We also have our Twitter at From Enchanted, as well as Instagram, Mastodon, YouTube, literally anywhere you can find people, you can find us. We look forward to hearing your reviews, your comments, your suggestions, and like I mentioned before, please do let us know if there is a popular version of this story from your country that we haven't heard of before. With that, remember, there is always a place for you in the Enchanted Forest.